Welcome. This is Danny Haifong, and you are tuning in to another reading of one of my published articles, this time in CGTN on November 27th, and it's titled, The Summit for Democracy's Undemocratic Agenda. If you appreciate these readings, if you appreciate the work that I do here on YouTube, podcasting, but especially my weekly published articles, you can support my journalism at patreon.com slash Danny Haifong. Now let's get to the article again. It is titled The Summit for Democracy's Undemocratic Agenda. The Biden administration is set to hold its so-called Summit for Democracy beginning December 9th. The summit comes after a period of positive dialogue between the United States and China. China and the U.S. ended COP26 with a joint declaration on the climate crisis. Less than a week later, Chinese President Xi Jinping and his U.S. counterpart Joe Biden took part in a virtual meeting that further emphasized a spirit of cooperation. Experts from both countries believed that the meeting boosted momentum toward the removal of Trump-era tariffs, which continue to harm U.S. economic interests. However, the Summit for Democracy possesses a clear political agenda that contradicts the progress made in recent U.S.-China talks. According to the U.S. Department of State, the purpose of the summit is to engineer a quote-unquote democratic renewal in the U.S. and around the world. Yet there is nothing new to the U.S.'s approach to democracy. The U.S. has long equated democracy with hegemony. Any country that the U.S. perceives as a threat has faced brutal acts of aggression, including sanctions and military intervention. From a global perspective, U.S. hegemony is fundamentally undemocratic and exclusionary. The summit thus repeats the U.S. policy of exclusion in world affairs. China didn't receive an invitation despite its dutiful respect for international law and a multipolar world order. While China does not ascribe to quote-unquote Western electoral democracy, it does offer a whole-process people's democracy, which emphasizes popular participation in the economic and social development of the nation. Instead of merely holding regular elections for representatives who make a profitable career from politics, whole-process people's democracy emphasizes an integration of the people's well-being and the governance system. Deputies at the county level are voted into their positions by local constituents. And then a record of service to the people and nation offers local deputies the opportunity to be elected into higher positions by the people's congresses of cities, provinces, and then eventually and hopefully the National People's Congress. The U.S. decision to exclude China's form of democracy from the summit is part of a larger political agenda. The U.S. media and foreign policy establishment has spent more than two years promoting a negative image to China about China to Americans and so-called allies around the world. Anti-China propaganda has served as the basis for dangerous U.S. policies that have yet to be rolled back under the Joe Biden administration. These policies include the military encirclement of China, sanctions on Chinese technology companies such as Huawei, and direct political interference in China's affairs. Constantly placing China in a negative light has also allowed U.S. politicians to avoid accountability for domestic ills such as the massive damage caused to U.S. society by COVID-19. However, China is not the only country excluded from the summit. The 30-plus nations currently suffering under U.S.-imposed sanctions did not receive an invitation either. And let me 
include the countries of Cuba, Venezuela, Zimbabwe, Eritrea, and Belarus. A note to this, Juan Guaido, the unelected, illegitimate, U.S.-appointed puppet of Venezuela, was also invited to the summit. Back to the article. The U.S. media have actively taken part in shaping the summit's exclusionary agenda. Writing for Foreign Policy magazine, Richard Fontaine of the weapons manufacturer-funded Center for a New American Security and Jared Cohen of the Council on Foreign Relations argued that the Summit for Democracy should make its aim to defend democracy from China and Russia explicit. The Washington Examiner published an article from a senior fellow at the Jamestown Foundation, a neoconservative think tank, arguing that the summit should openly support efforts to transform, quote-unquote, Russia's repressed regions into viable states, end quote. The U.S. media has therefore revealed the underlying motivation for the summit for democracy. Democracy is being used by the United States as a cover for hegemonic ambitions. This politicization of democracy threatens to undermine the possibility that dialogue between the U.S. and China will lead to a concrete shift in relations in a positive direction. Powerful forces in the U.S.'s defense industry, intelligence apparatus, and a big business community remain committed to portraying China and any country that exercises sovereignty as a threat to so-called civilization itself. The influence of these actors is likely to sow further confusion in the Biden administration's policy orientation toward China, a scenario that favors stalemate over peace and cooperation. The summit offers a convenient platform for the spread of platitudes, but is unlikely to provide any solutions to the ills plaguing the United States. Successive U.S. administrations have been unable to slow the decline of domestic living standards and have shown little interest in promoting a world order based on peace and cooperation. Instead of attempting to reassert unipolar leadership over world affairs, the U.S. must understand that its problems can only be solved by taking responsibility for domestic woes and ceasing exclusionary activities like the Summit for Democracy, which only serves to justify a counterproductive foreign policy reliant on war and conflict. You have been listening to another reading of one of my published articles this time in CGTN, which went up on November 27th, 2021, and it was titled The Summit for Democracy's Undemocratic Agenda. If you appreciate the work that I do, appreciate the journalism that I do, please support my work at patreon.com slash dannyhaifong in whatever amount. It is very much appreciated, and until next time.